Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Thursday, May the 18th. It is Ian Cameron, and we have another guest joining us today. Um, another goaltender, by the way, joining us here on the show today. We've become a goalie factory with our guests here on the Ice Guys show. We're basically The Ice Guys show is basically the Finland uh, of NHL betting shows. We're just rolling out one goalie after another here uh, right now on the uh, show. Uh, Eddie Lack, we have Kevin Beach as our regular Saturday contributor, uh, of course, on the show. And here today, another goaltender uh, joining us, uh, most recently in the FPHL this past uh, season, uh, Brendan Colgan uh, with us here on the uh, show. Uh, Brendan, it's good to have you with us here on the uh, Ice Guys show. How are you doing? I'm good, Ian. Thanks for having me. And I guess... Uh... I guess the goalies know what they're talking about then if they're coming on the show and know the know the pick. So glad to be here. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that Eddie Lack guy we've had on the show a bunch. He can be a little out there, but uh, no, we love Eddie Lack, obviously. But uh, no, in all seriousness, uh, good to have you with us. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, the hockey journey for Brendan Colgan. Uh, lots of uh, uh, minor pro hockey years for you, ECHL, most recently FPHL, of course, residing now, as you said, in Ohio. Uh, or actually Georgia right now. Uh, you played in Columbus, Ohio for a bit. So talk about where you've been and all the years you've been at it. Yeah, so I uh, I grew up outside Philly, did um, all my minor hockey around there, um, played for a team called Junior Flyers mostly growing up, and then uh, kind of bounced around juniors, tier three, went to a local college in, uh, in PA right outside Philly, uh, Westchester University, just club hockey, and then uh, – won a championship there in our division i think it was sophomore year and kind of then i decided maybe kind of keep the things rolling and then uh yeah went up last year was my first year i couldn't play because of covid um the year before so went from playing in the fed up to the sphl back down to the fed back up to sphl back to up to the east coast had a stint there and then, uh, yeah, made my way back down to the Federal Prospects Hockey League. So it's been uh, it's been quite a journey. But uh, yeah, I find myself here in Columbus now, which I love. Love the weather here versus, uh, we'll say, upstate New York. I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah, difficult. Uh, hmm, upstate Western New York or Georgia? Hmm, better yeah. weather. What, what what could it be? What could possibly be more fucking enjoyable? Hmm. <laughs> tough decision. Tough call there. Tough call there. Although I will say this about Western New York. They're passionate sports group there especially in buffalo with the sabers and the bills i hope for bigger and better things for both of them uh in the uh, future uh for sure and obviously great chicken wings there without question when you go to buffalo and actually it's a big uh, weekend in western new york too because they're hosting the pga championship the second major uh this weekend up in rochester at oak hill so uh we'll see how that uh, transpires i know i've got a few shekels invested more than a few uh, in the uh, PGA Championship, so we'll see how that uh, tournament transpires. Uh, let's get into the NHL and how I know the playoffs. You've been obviously busy playing, but you've been in and out. You haven't been able to watch start to finish. You've just got back into watching uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs. But just through the first two rounds, just some things you've uh, seen and uh, opinions you have on what's taken place to this point. We've seen some big teams obviously bite the dust. Boston, an all-time great regular yeah. season, and all it got them was a knockout in the first round. Uh, the defending champs were uh, done after the first round. Colorado, 
Uh, Toronto, another disappointing end to their uh, season. Edmonton had playoff or Stanley Cup final aspirations at the very least, and they end up getting sent packing by the Vegas Golden Knights. So what's your thoughts on the playoffs to this point? Okay. Uh, Boston's a tough one just because when you do that well in regular season, you get so hyped up and like, I think it was at Tampa Bay before they ended up winning. They were first for a while, and then they kind of got crunched out in the first round. So it happens a lot. So, I mean, they have a good team, and they had some really good goaltending. But I will say I had Toronto and Edmonton out in my uh, all my uh, – whatever, my picks before. So I kind of saw that coming. I don't know if everyone else did. Um See what else. Uh, I'm surprised Carolina is kind of that. That's kind of a wild one for me. I'm surprised they're still in it, but I mean, with Rod Brendamore there and the goal attending, they have that's pretty good. I am surprised a little bit with them because they didn't play great at times in the second half mm-hmm. of the season, and I thought they might be vulnerable. Uh, in uh, the first, certainly the New Jersey series, I thought they could end up losing that, but they didn't. And they've actually played extremely well. They've played a lot like Carolina's capable, and Carolina's playing their best. They're damn fucking tough to beat because yeah. they have a great blue line, one through six. Jacob Slavin is a blue liner nobody talks about in the NHL, and he's so good. Uh, and they protect their goaltender, Freddie Anderson, who doesn't have to be great you know, in net. He just has to make the saves he should make because they protect, They don't get, let the goalie see many shots. They're always one of the best in terms of yielding the fewest shots on goal per game, the fewest danger chances per game. Carolina is great like that. My biggest concern, Brendan, with them was no Pacioretty and no Svechnikov and no Teravainen to begin the playoffs. Two, three key forwards. Teravainen's back for this conference finals tonight, but still without Pacioretty and Svechnikov, would they get enough scoring in their, throughout their lineup? Would they have to rely too much you know, on Sebastian Ajo and Martin Natchez, uh, players like that? And all of a sudden, you're seeing Jesper Faust and Jordan Martinuk and all these guys step up. Uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes. And uh, Jordan Martin, who looked like Wayne Gretzky, for crying out loud, in the second round. What do you have, nine points? It was unbelievable. And this is Jordan Martin, for crying out loud. And here he is just ripping up the uh, New Jersey Devils in the uh, second round. Very impressive performance from him. They'll need more of that, though, going forward as they take on the uh, Florida Panthers. We're going to talk game one specifically of Florida and Carolina. We'll save that at the end. We'll actually get Brendan's thoughts on the West final first, just overall on Dallas and Vegas. But even before we get into that, I have not yet talked on this show about the Arizona Coyotes situation. And I meant to yesterday, but I forgot about it when we did our conference finals preview show with Chad Nearing and Kevin Beach. So we'll do that today uh, instead. Um, just uh, look, I, I, we know two very good Coyotes fans, hardcore Coyotes fans that watch this show regularly. I've had them on the show before as guests, Clint McLean and Kevin, Kevin and Kev Betts on Twitter. Uh, they're both loyal, hardcore, passionate Coyotes fans that love that team, that love hockey, that want to see it succeed. And for those people, I feel bad because it's never a good day when a team may have to relocate like the Arizona Coyotes will. But at the end of the day, this has become an absolute farce and a joke. It really has. I mean, it's been the way this has gone down is awful. You know, when you're seeing the so-called people that are trying to keep the team in Arizona right now spend a paltry $250,000 on promotion and advertising for their side of the, the case, if you will, to build this new arena in Tempe, Arizona, and an entertainment district, and then you're seeing the opposition, the people who want to shoot it down, spending millions of dollars, you know, to promote their side of it. It basically you have no you have no fighting chance. 
And, and that's exactly what we saw. It's almost like they're dressing it up like we really want to save the team, and but they're not going all in to actually do it. You know, that's kind of what we're seeing right now. And uh, unfortunately, you know, that, you know, cheap going on the cheap, you know, mindset and, and approach cost them that vote the other night where it was just overwhelming that the vote was no, we're rejecting the proposal in Tempe, Arizona, build that brand new arena and, and build that entertainment district. And as a result, the Arizona Coyotes future in that state uh, in the desert is very much up in the air and very much in jeopardy. Now, the NHL apparently has committed, and I'm not surprised by this. I actually expected this to play at least one more season at Mullet Arena, you know, the little band box there, Arizona State University, uh, for next season. Um, so I, I kind of expected that. But beyond next season, and certainly beyond two years from now, there's real, real concern and a legit question whether that franchise is still going to be in Arizona. And there's a lot of destinations that the NHL has at their disposal for moving that team. I think Houston is probably the favorite, quite honestly. If you look at Houston, Texas, uh, they are the number one, the biggest, I should say, media market in the United States right now, Brendan, that currently doesn't have an NHL team. You know, Houston has that many people in and around that vicinity. So there's no doubt the NHL is interested in maybe Houston as a potential destination. I know Kansas City is going to have interest. I'm already seeing Patrick Mahomes great quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs on Twitter tweet. Now, boy, Kansas City Coyotes, which sure has a nice ring to it. You know, you don't think he wants to see a hockey team there in Kansas City. And by the way, I think his wife is involved in some ownership with another sports team, believe it or not, uh, in that city. I, I thought I read that correctly. But so the Kansas City is in the mix. Salt Lake City, there's an owner there that has the pockets and, and the ability and the arena and the building to bring a team to Utah, to Salt Lake City there. Um, Quebec City, of course, has an arena ready to go. Uh, but will Gary Bettman want to, you know, relocate a team that's in the Western Conference to an Eastern, you know, place where they'd have to go to the Eastern Conference? I think from an alignment perspective, he wants to keep this Arizona Coyotes franchise in the Western Conference. So that would eliminate Quebec City. You know, you'd probably be looking more at a Kansas City or a Houston or Salt Lake City type of destination, which have been the three destinations linked most right now as of the last few days to possibly getting Arizona should they relocate. So uh, a very difficult week for the true blue hockey fans in Arizona. And look, we, we crap on this market and this franchise. We do. I mean, they haven't had much success on the ice. You know, it's basically been a Halloween costume party for a lot of their home games over the years. Everyone's dressed as empty seats. Uh, we've made that joke over and over again. Um, but for the few that are actually love this team, and we know two people, Clint and Kevin, specifically that love this team it's a sad week it's a sad few days here knowing there's a very real possibility this team might be leaving the state and for those people i feel bad brendan what do you think of that whole situation uh i mean it sucks because i feel like arizona and like the coyotes are making pretty big strides to keep it there like everyone wanted to keep the team in arizona and like i think there's a lot of opportunity there with tempe or like i forget where what what was the it was in phoenix originally right Correct. The, it was in Mullet Phoenix. Arenas, so. Yeah, they sh they shared America West Arena with the Phoenix Suns yeah. way back in the beginning when they moved from Winnipeg, you know, in the late 90s. And then they decided, you know, hey, it's an older arena where the, the, the Suns were going to get a new arena. They gave the Coyotes. They had to move them somewhere else. And they ended up going to Glendale, Gila River Arena, yeah. which is where they had been uh, for many years. Then the lease runs out. And now they've got no new building. 
that they can go to. So they had to stick them in temp and uh, Arizona state last year, that little dump yeah. of an arena there. Uh, and now they've got to find a way to get a, a new building and they're still waiting and waiting. And they thought this was going to be their opportunity. I mean, I'm hearing Gary Bettman on mad dog sports radio, Sirius a few weeks ago, few, just like a few weeks ago. And they asked him about this vote and Either he's stupid or he's just supremely arrogant, and, and or I don't know what it is, but he says, oh, I have no worries whatsoever. None whatsoever. This vote's <laughs> going to go through. I'm supremely confident. Uh, we're going to get this new arena built in Tempe. Well, where's your confidence now, man? It's down the fucking tubes, down the drain, as far as I'm concerned. Obviously, it didn't go the way you thought. When you're yeah. flapping, your, flapping your gums on that interview uh, a few weeks ago, talking about, oh, it's going to get done. They're going to vote this uh, arena through. We're going to get it accepted. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll accept the proposal. We'll get this new arena in Tempe built. Well, clearly he was flat out wrong because, and not just wrong, a little bit wrong. You know, it was, it was decisive. It was overwhelming that they yeah. voted no and rejected that arena proposal uh, the earlier this week with that vote in Tempe. It seemed almost out of nowhere too. Like I, that seemed like a sure done deal this whole time. And then like, I get, I, I think that like, there before their market, there was like no, it, it was tough to get fans there because there was nothing around it. So then they bring in the Tempe. I think that would have been a pretty good opportunity to, you know, bring some fans in and keep it there. But yeah, now it's, I don't, I didn't know that about Houston though, how big a market that is. That's very interesting. Yeah, it's huge. It's, it's, it's because people, I think, when they think Texas, they think Dallas is pretty huge yeah. and maybe Houston's a little bit smaller. Houston's grown quite a bit. You know, in the last few, and plus they really supported the hell out of minor hockey uh, many yeah. years ago. The Houston Arrows, the AHL team, yeah, there. I, I mean, that was they, they were, that was great support that 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 team was getting in the Houston market. And uh, there's no doubt, there's a lot of they check a lot of the boxes as far as being able to get this NHL team and it, it possibly working. Uh, so the Houston Arrows, and the, by the way, if they go to Houston, that's going to be the team name, the Arrows. It's ready. The, Arrows, yeah. I mean, the Houston hockey teams in the past have been called the arrows. So uh, I think it's just almost ready-made that, you know, that's what the name's going to be. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we're talking this team in Houston in just a, a few years. Now, this is just a stopgap. So how long this stopgap of them still playing in, at Arizona State University yeah. uh, is, we don't know. But we know next year, they've only confirmed uh, and committed to next year uh, for this, uh, that they're going to play again in uh, at Arizona State University. Beyond this because they don't want to have to up and relocate, you know, scramble in the months, you know, next few yeah. months probably to move a team. They say, well, you know what? Let's take our time. Let's look for, let's do the, if we have to relocate, let's do the process properly. You know, let's make sure we, we do it fully and, and take our time with it. So that's probably why they said, let's just keep them there for one more year at Mullet Arena, play next year at Mullet Arena again. And, and then after, Next season, you know, we'll evaluate where we go from here with the uh, Arizona Coyotes. So uh, that's what they uh, that's the uh, latest update with that. So uh, disappointing, certainly. And like I say, I, the, the people I feel bad for are two of our very own Ice Guys viewers and listeners. And they've, they've always been watching this show. Great support. Clint McLean, who's great, too, with his MMA podcast, which all of you should be watching, by the way, does a great job with it. And Kevin, who we've had on the show before, Kev Betts and both of them love the Coyotes, live in that state, support the team. Uh, that's the people I feel bad for, the true blue, the die-in-the-wool, passionate, hardcore Coyotes fans. There are a few. We know a couple of them. So 
uh, unfortunate for them. Uh, let's see uh, where it goes from here, though, for sure. Uh, Alex B. Smith in our chat, my colleague who is not on the show today because he's traveling back home to uh, Minnesota from Chicago. So, uh, Alex, good to see you. Hope you get home safely. Uh, Alex will be back on Saturday, uh, by the way, uh, on the uh, show. So uh, we'll have Alex back in just a couple of days. Uh, all right, before we get into game one tonight, Eastern Conference Finals, Florida, Carolina, TNT will have that game. TNT's loaded up the broadcast, by the way. What a studio show. They're going to have Liam McHugh, Wayne Gretzky, uh, Henrik Lundqvist, Anson Carter, Biz Nasty, Paul Bissonette. They're all going to be there. Uh, that's going to be a hell of a good studio show. Uh, I'm looking forward to that pregame, postgame, and the oh, intermissions yeah. uh, with that group. Kenny Albert, Eddie Olchick, Keith Jones calling the game, uh, of course. But first, before we talk about that, let's talk Western Conference Final. I'm just going to go right to you on this, Brandon, because I spoke yeah. about this series yesterday when we did our overall series preview show. We've got Vegas and Dallas. Vegas is right now around a minus-135 series favorite uh, over the Dallas Stars. Who do you like in this one? I... I, I honestly, I like Dallas in it. I like Jake Ottinger. I like uh, the decor they have. Um, but, I mean, Vegas is such a high-scoring team. I don't, I, it's it's going to be a close one, but I say I'd have Dallas on it. All right, liking Dallas here, plus 115. Uh, Jake Ottinger, like I said yesterday, I think Jake Ottinger has a little bit of an advantage over um, Aiden Hill. Uh, but at the same time, I, I like Vegas's blue line in front of Aiden Hill, one through six, yeah. better than I like Dallas's one through six. My biggest concern with Dallas in this series is how much gas is in Miro Haskinen's tank? You're asking this guy to play like 30 fucking minutes every game. Uh, he's just such an – like they are wearing this guy out. And the one thing about Vegas is they play such a heavy style. And is it going to wear him out to the point he runs out of gas in this series? And he's just so important to the Dallas blue line because – after that, Lindell's all right. Suter is, you know, best days are behind. He's been okay. He's been better than I thought, but yeah. you know, still his best days are behind him. And then you got uh, Handley uh, on the uh, back end of the uh, blue line as well uh, for the uh, uh, Stars. And then, you know, they played good, that third pair. Don't get me wrong for the uh, Dallas Stars, but, you know, they're going to have to pick up some slack. Harley and Handley, the third pair. Colin Miller's a solid shutdown defenseman. But, I mean, Haskinen just stands out as, wow, he is way above the rest, yeah. you know, on that Dallas blue line. Whereas you look at the Vegas blue line, and they're as balanced as can be with Petrangelo, Martinez, yeah. McNabb, Theodore, Hagen, White Cloud. I've said it over and over again. Might be the best third pair uh, in the playoffs still standing uh, on the blue line. So, like I said yesterday, my heart and my wallet wants Dallas in this series because I've got Dallas to win the West and the Cup. That's I don't have Vegas futures, but my head says Vegas. My head says I'm going to get let, let down here, and uh, Vegas is going to win this series. Um, uh, but uh, again, don't don't underestimate Dallas. Dallas needs Jason Robertson in this series. Okay, you got through Minnesota, you got through Seattle with him doing diddly squat. Uh, you're going to have to eventually get him rolling here. Uh, for as good as Pavelski and Hints have been, and by the way, I said this yesterday. This is a phenomenal prop. This is I can't believe it. Kevin Beach was right on it. I like it uh, as well. Uh, at FanDuel, you can find Rope Hints and Joe Pavelski to combine for at least seven goals in this series, plus two forty. It's a great price. They have been the they have been the offense for the Dallas Stars. They have been spectacular. I can't count on Robertson. I got to see something out of Robertson before I'm ready to say he's all of a sudden going to get something going. So to me, that's a great prop. It's a great price. 
plus 240, FanDuel, Hints and Pavelski combined seven goals in the series. And you think about Pavelski had eight by himself uh, against Seattle uh, in the second round. Now, Vegas is going to be a lot harder to score against. I agree mm-hmm. with that defense, and Hilp is playing pretty well. Uh, but that is worth a look at that price, no question. Seven goals combined in the series. Rope Hints, Joe Pavelski, Dallas Stars, you know, plus 240. I think that is definitely a good look uh, in this uh, series and we mentioned it on the show yesterday it's a great prop bet no question about that uh, all right we are and by the way in that if you missed yesterday's show i'll throw it out again pavelski minus 150 more goals in the series over mark stone i think that's a good look uh there's one with uh, eichel as far as the point props are concerned as well that makes a lot of sense to me uh as, as because to me he played some outstanding hockey against edmonton uh, we were wondering, is he ready to show that he is uh, a difference maker uh, in the postseason? And I think he has shown that. I mean, in this series, you could get Eichel minus 115 points over Jason Robertson. Uh, Jason Robertson's just in a slump. So, yeah, if you were talking about setting this prop based on the regular season, you'd probably want to take Jason Robertson. But we're talking about playoff production, playoff performance. Jack Eichel minus 115 over Jason Robertson. More points in this series. I'm on Eichel in this series. Eichel's been more impactful in this series. And then that being said, while I like Eichel points over Jason Robertson, it's very interesting because I'm on that bet with Eichel more points than Robertson at minus 115. But I'm actually going against him in the goals market in this series. I've taken Rope Hints at minus 110 even money over Jack Eichel for most goals in the series. So it's very interesting how I've played it. I'm on Eichel more points than Robertson, but I went against Eichel more goals hints over Eichel in this series. Cause Eichel's one of those players. It's not all about goals for him. It's about points. It's about yeah. facilitating. It's about setting up his line mates. So uh, those are two props that I also looked at as well for uh, the Dallas and Vegas Western Conference Final Series. All right, we will be back in just a moment. We'll talk Eastern Conference Finals Game 1 tonight. Florida, Carolina, uh, hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube, and a shout-out to our podcast listeners as well. Back to talk Game 1, Eastern Final, Florida, Carolina, right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we've been craving some hockey, haven't we? We haven't had any since Monday when the Game 7 took place between Seattle and Dallas. No hockey Tuesday, no hockey Wednesday, but we are back 
with NHL Stanley Cup playoff hockey tonight. It's game one, Eastern Conference Finals, Florida Panthers, Carolina Hurricanes, Raleigh North Kakalaki, uh, Carolina minus 145 home favorites here in game one, total five and a half shaded to the over at around minus 125 in this one. Let me start off with the side, and I kind of alluded to it in the overall series preview yesterday. This is a very tough side for me to bet and pick here tonight. It really is. I lean Carolina, and I lean yeah. Carolina a little bit harder in the first period uh, in particular. And I do have a small play on Carolina in the first period puck line uh, here tonight. Um, they have been very good in the opening period on this home ice. There's no question about that. I can't remember a time or m- many times when they started slow. Uh, at home uh, in the playoffs, uh, especially early in the series. You look at the New Jersey series, game one and game two against the Devils. They came out flying at home. They got an early lead, an early first period goal. Same thing in the New York Islanders series in the first round. Game one, game two at home. What did we see? You know, Carolina get off to a bit of a strong start. And this is all about a one-week layoff now for both of these teams. Carolina wrapped up their series a week ago. Florida last Friday night in Toronto. So both of these teams have been off a week. But who is that? Where is the rust, or where is the who's which team is going to get thrown off potentially more by the long layoff and the long break from the uh, second round of this game? I think it could be Florida that hurts more from it because they were just in such a zone, right? I mean, the Boston series, the way they were playing, they flew right into the Toronto series. There was no downtime. They went right from Game 7 against Boston to the Toronto series starting up. And they, again, won that series in five games, playing every other day. They're just in that rhythm. They want to keep playing because they're playing so well, and they keep on winning uh, when you're Florida. But now, all of a sudden, they got to cool their heels for about a week. And, you know, you do worry about that Bobrovsky and just Zvezna Trophy-type form, especially in that second round against Toronto. You know, is he going to end up uh, throw, you know, getting thrown off? So... You know, I think that could hurt Florida early in this game. That being said, if you listen to Paul Maurice yesterday and these press conferences, now that we're down to just, you know, two series here, four teams, you can really listen to the press conferences, have the time to do so. Paul Maurice said our team desperately needed the rest. We were really feeling it. We were running on fumes. Guys were banged up. Guys were really, you know, struggling through it toward the end of the Toronto series. And then after the seven-gamer against Boston, it you know, it all – piled up and it added up the miles on the body if you will he said we could we really needed the rest and we're glad we got the rest so if you listen to paul maurice say that maybe it makes you think florida's going to be flying tonight you know and the rest is really going to be a good thing for them uh, after everything they went through but carolina has been a strong starter strong starting team at home in the playoffs in these games especially early in the series game one game two uh, against the Islanders and against the Devils uh, on home ice, they started out pretty well. So that first period puck line, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet that a little bit. It's not again, it's nothing I'm overly strong on tonight in Game One from a side perspective, but I am gonna put a few bucks on that plus 175 first period puck line uh, on the Carolina Hurricanes. Again, that's the best price available uh, out there with that. I'm also going over five and a half here at minus 120. I think we have seen in recent uh, series. There's a lot of evidence that points to, you know, with the long layoff, there's more mistakes with the puck. You're out of position a little bit. You're you're jumping into a new series. And I find the long layoff leads to a little bit more sloppy play and a chance for more goals because there's going to be more turnovers, more defensive breakdowns and coverage. 
which I think you definitely could see uh, in a situation like this tonight. So I like this over. And keep in mind what we saw in game one's second round. We saw Seattle-Dallas, a shootout, flew over the total. We saw Carolina and New Jersey over the total uh, in game one of that series uh, in the uh, second round. Um, we saw the other West series, Vegas and Edmonton in the second round. Game one went over the total. So there was three of the four series in the second round in game one. Three of the four game ones went over the total uh, in the second round. The only one that didn't, and I remember it because it was a bad beat on the over, was Florida-Toronto where it was, it was like 4-2 early in the third period. It's like one more goal. Toronto's got the net empty, you know, with in that game for extended stretches, and we just can't get that that seventh goal, and it stayed under the total. So that was it. Uh, three of the uh, – that should have been 4-0 to the over with game ones uh, in the second round, but that one did not. So I like over 5.5 here. I do think you're going to get enough. And, again, it's 5.5. You're not asking for – a ton of offense. It's, it's a lower total. It's a total I'm very comfortable in a game one the scenario of betting over the total. So it's I'm keeping it small tonight, though. Like I say, I think this is a tricky game, tricky handicap from a side perspective with both of these teams off these long layoffs here. So for me, it's going to be a little bit on the Hurricanes puck line first period and also over five and a half for the full game. I do want to mention a couple lineup notes as well. Uh, first of all, for the Florida Panthers, you know, a lot of the lineup they had out there for the uh, second round is back. With one exception, Zach Dolphy is going to be out. And Ryan Lomberg, who we have not seen since the Boston Bruins series in the first round, uh, he will be back on that fourth line with Eric Stahl and Colin White. We've got Carter Verhage, Alexander Barkov, Anthony Duclair on the top line, Nick Cousins, Sam Bennett, Matthew Kachuk uh, on the second line, uh, E2 Cool Mint Lusterinen. Uh, with Anton Lindell and Sam Reinhardt on the uh, third line. And then on the uh, Lomberg Stahl White on the fourth line. And then on the blue line, it's Gustav Forsling paired with Aaron Ekblad, Mark Stahl paired with Brandon Montour, Josh Mahura paired with Radko Gudis, and of course Bobrovsky and Nett. Uh, for Carolina, uh, their lineup combinations look like this Stefan Nason with Sebastian Ajo and Seth Jarvis uh, on the top line, Jordan Martin, Nukiasperi, Kotkaniemi, Jesper Faust on the second line. The return is Tavo Teravainen. That is the one change from the last round. Tavo Teravainen is back. Uh, Rod Brindamore will slot him on the third line with the captain Jordan Stahl and Marty Natchez. That all of a sudden looks like a very good third line. You talk about a down the lineup line. You know, you're talking about a bottom six forward line that could make an impact in this series. For Carolina's got it now with Teravainen back and putting him with Stahl. And putting him with Natchez, a line that can chip in offensively and be responsible defensively. You know, it's really good to see. I love that combination put together by Brindamore there. Watch that line be very effective, probably, uh, for uh, Kakalaki. And then on the uh, fourth line, Jack Drury, Paul Stastny, and Derek Stepan. Uh, the uh, defensive pairs, Slavin with Burns, Shea with Pesci, Gostas Bear with Chatfield. So that looks like the uh, lineup here for uh, the Carolina Hurricanes tonight, and of course, Freddie Anderson uh, in net. So uh, we'll get to props in just a moment for this game, but I'll stop there and get Brendan's thoughts. But I'm on uh, Carolina first period puck line, full game over five and a half here. Brendan, what do you think? Game one, Florida, uh, Carolina. Uh, I think Carolina has it, but then you're reading off. I, it's, I, I mean, God, I came in here late. You're reading off the decor for Florida for the Panthers, and that's a big decor. So if this game, if this series goes 
you know, six, seven games, that could be a wear and tear on Carolina. Well, let me ask you something just on, on your, in your estimation, third pair goss to spare chat. Like to me, I, I like Carolina's one through four, just a little bit better. Like I know they've got, yeah. Blatt, I know they've got Montour. Uh, sorry, Mark, Mark, Mark Stahl's played over his head. He's played better than I thought. I'll give him that, but mm-hmm. I'll take Slavin, Burns, Shea, and Pesci. That four over Carolina's top four. I love Ekblad. I love Montour, obviously, but Forsling's, you know, hit or miss at times. Stahl, same thing. And then yeah. the third pair, Gudis and Mahura and versus the third pair of Carolina, which is Goss, Despair, and Chatfield. I think that's kind of a wash. I actually slightly lean Carolina there, too, because Goss, Despair, who is a train wreck with the Jeez. turnovers and the mistakes yeah. at times with Arizona and Philadelphia. Whatever Rod Brindamore's done, maybe it's the system. They just play such a mm-hmm. great defensive structure. It's actually made propped up Goss despair. It's made him look good, believe it or not, here in Carolina. He's it totally negated whatever mis- the turnovers he used to have in his game. And I think you got to give the coaching staff and the system they play a lot of credit for that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a flyer. I'm from Philly, so I'm a Flyers fan. I saw him. Uh, he, he came into the league really hot and then it kind of you know fell off and i think it is does have to do with rod brentmore because he does such he has such a big systems guy and he kind of keeps guys in line but yeah i think carolina wise they they're, they're they move the puck defensively so much better like they have a lot of skilled guys and that might be a deciding factor versus both, both teams yeah it's it's going to be interesting uh so you like carolina tonight though for game yeah i like carolina and i like the the hitting the over because even in any game one, usually there's just a lot of mistakes in general and they haven't played in, you know, a couple of days and everyone's getting more tired and tired as the, as the playoffs go on. And I, I think it's definitely going over. All right. Liking this uh, over here with uh, game number uh, one tonight with uh, Florida and uh, Carolina. Uh, I'm fascinated to see how it goes. Like I say, yeah. I think it's a tricky one from a side perspective. I think I personally have my, belief that Carolina will handle this layoff and break better than Florida will. But again, that's just a belief. You know, if, what, what if Paul Maurice said was true that, Hey, we needed the rest. We were really, you know, worn down. We were feeling tired. We were exhausted at the end of that Toronto series, even though we're winning games left and right and playing well. So uh, we'll see. Plus Bobrovsky, man, that's the thing. That's what Bobrovsky's in this great zone, terrific groove. Some of the best hockey he's played in years, certainly with the Florida Panthers, probably the best hockey he's played. It's looking like he, the puck was like a, a a beach ball to him. That's how big it was, and he was stopping everything. Now, all of a sudden, he's been sitting around, not playing for a week. You know, does, That's concerning to me about goalie Bob uh, here tonight in this game, is that you know it's been long enough that he might be out of his playing rhythm a little bit, and maybe not at his best. And he might get it back but I don't know if it'll be there tonight in game one. You know, maybe it's going to be a little bit of an off night for him. And then game two, he starts to pick up his level back to where it was uh, in the Toronto series and earlier uh, in the playoffs. So it's a fascinating game. No question about that. Uh, as far as player props go tonight, um, Verhage certainly is one I'm interested in for Florida. It seems like when he, when they win, uh, he's uh, has a hand in it. I think both Sam's, are good candidates for goal props and point props tonight and shots on goal props for that matter for Florida, because this is going to be a series of two tenacious forechecking teams. They really are both of them. Florida's become one of those teams. Carolina's always been one of those teams. So you need players that are going to go to the blue paint players that are going to go to the goal crease 
players that are going to crash the net and go to the traffic areas right in front of the goaltender to score goals. And I'll tell you who does that for Florida, Bennett and Reinhardt. They have been doing that for this team. Kachuk, obviously, but Kachuk yeah. went cold offensively in the Toronto series. Let's see if he picks it up. You can bet Kachuk if you want, but I just think there's better value on Bennett and Reinhardt uh, for Florida tonight, maybe to find the uh, back of the net. No question about that. Um, we'll have to wait and see on that. But uh, And then on the Carolina side, when I look at them, there's just so many different players that can beat you. Ajo is always worth a look because he's been good. But I say anybody on that second line, Martin, Newt, Kotkin, Yemi, and Faust, they played phenomenal and so impactful offensively against New Jersey. You know, there's great value on those three guys uh, right now as far as uh, goal props and point props at, at the moment. You know, Martin, Newt, we don't expect – the production he gave against New Jersey. I mean, we expect him to cool off just a little bit. Uh, obviously, he's scoring at a freaking Wayne Gretzky pace, you know, in that New Jersey series, which was insane. But, you know, he still showed me enough that, you know, I think he can make a positive impact in this series, absolutely, uh, with Kokanyemi and Faust. Tara Vina with Stahl and Natchez. You know, Marty Natchez is someone that I trust in playoff games to step up his game and perform. Uh, look at what he did against New Jersey. Uh, three goals and three points in the last four games. For the uh, Devils, so, you know, Marty Natchez prop is always something that's going to appeal to me uh, as someone that's a big fan of his game and how much he's improved uh, this season for the uh, Hurricanes. So there's a few props that I'm looking at. Uh, if you're going to throw together some kind, of, and I'm going to do this throughout the uh, conference finals and the Stanley Cup final too, take a shot with some of these same game parlay shots on goal props. You know, you put uh, one team on one prop and the other team on the other. So for Florida, you could probably put, you know, Bennett and Montour and Kachuk, you know, players like that on a shots on goal player prop, uh, parlay prop for Florida. For Carolina, I'd probably go with Ajo, Natchez, Brent Burns, you know, players like that. Put them together in a same game parlay prop over shots on goal. And, and by the way, we have two teams that as far as shots on goal for, shots on goal uh, taken, uh, two of the leading teams in that, in the, in that category, Florida. Always fired a lot of shots on goal this season. Carolina, the same thing. So you've got two teams that pepper the opposing goalie uh, quite a bit with shots. So this is definitely one of those series where it could be worth your while to be looking at shots on goal parlays. You know, do a Carolina player parlay with shots on goal tonight and a Florida one and, and see if you can. I'm definitely going to put one together for each team uh, here tonight, not only in game one, but throughout the uh, series. Uh, as well. All right, great stuff. Uh, that is game one, Eastern Conference Finals, Florida, Carolina. Uh, hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. Make sure you check out patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. Goalie charts, totals charts, power ratings, daily ice guys show betting card, and tons of bonus video content as well. We've got interviews with current and former players. We're adding another one uh, later on this afternoon. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. And also, uh, make sure you're checking out the uh, Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Uh, get yourself some great quality Ice Guys merch. Summer's here. The weather's warming up, so check that out, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. All right, we will be back to wrap things up with our guest, Brendan Colgan. Best bets coming up right after we hear from Manscaped. 
Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0 takes care of your facial hair uh, and among other things. Uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at manscaped.com so get 20 percent off and free shipping with the promo code ice guys at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code ice guys unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped All right, time for best bets to wrap it up. Uh, Brendan, um, what do you like most? Uh, Carolina, you, you like Carolina to win. You like the over. Which one do you like more? I like the over. I think that's going to hit no matter what. I think that's a pretty good play. I do like Carolina, but if I had to put all my money on it, I would do the over. All right, you're reading my mail because that's about where I'm going to go in a second. Yes, uh, so Florida, Carolina, over five and a half, uh, minus a one. Uh, 25 at DraftKings is probably the best you can get right now with that. There are a couple books that have sixes, but still the majority have five and a half. So make sure you shop around. And yeah, that's my best bet too. Uh, Florida, Carolina, over five and a half, minus 125. I also have a smaller play on the Canes puck line first period, but I prefer that uh, first, that full game overlook. Over five and a half with uh, Florida uh, and Carolina. Uh, that is going to be uh, my best bet here for this Game one in the Eastern Conference Finals. All right, great stuff. Uh, Brendan, great job. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us on the uh, show. Uh, and uh, enjoy the uh, Conference Finals now that you're finally going to have some time to watch them. Yeah, hey, thank you for having me, Ian. This was, uh, this was awesome. And then uh, we got a lot of guys that bet on our team, so I let them know that we were, I was coming on. And, uh, yeah, this is really cool stuff you're doing, so I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate, and yeah, let everybody know uh, if if you're into betting and especially NHL betting, there's no better show than this one. And I'm not saying that because I host it, but nobody breaks down every game throughout the mm. season, like every single game, man. Regular season and playoffs, we've been here every game. We break it down all season. We don't miss a game. We don't miss a day. We're on, we, we're on seven days a week during the season, Saturday and Sunday too. No days off. That's the motto <laughs> uh, when it comes to the uh, ice guys. So yeah, tell your friends. Uh, that this is the best damn NHL betting show there is. No question uh, about that. The most profitable, too. And don't forget our BetCast. I do want to mention that before we uh, end the show here. We have scheduled our two, at least our first two BetCasts for the conference finals. Our first one is going to be next Wednesday. So that's uh, May the 24th. Next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern time. It'll be game four 
of this series, the Eastern Conference Finals between Carolina and Florida. So Game 4, Eastern Conference Finals, Carolina, Florida. It'll be next Wednesday, May 24th, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then we will have our uh, – everyone's been asking for a Saturday betcast. We're going to have one next Saturday, May the 27th, all right, 8 p.m. Eastern time, which would be Game 5 of the Western Conference Finals between Dallas and Vegas. Okay, Game 5, Saturday, uh, uh, May the 27th. So there you go. Our two betcasts next week, uh, Wednesday, May 24th, Saturday, May 27th. I know Tuesday has been our normal day, but we didn't want to have the same series. All right. For both of our betcasts next week, because if we did Tuesday, it would be Dallas Vegas. And if we did Saturday, it would be Dallas Vegas. Again, we wanted to give you one game from Carolina, Florida, one game from Dallas Vegas. So that's why we scheduled it that way. So next Wednesday, it'll be Carolina, Florida game four. 8 p.m. Eastern, and then next Saturday, May 27th, it'll be Game 5, Vegas-Dallas. We're going to have egg on our face if it's a fucking sweep with Vegas-Dallas, and it goes four straight for either Vegas or Dallas, but I don't expect that. I'd be shocked, 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 shocked beyond belief if that game is, if that series is a sweep. So I feel very confident we will have a Game 5 with uh, Vegas and Dallas on Saturday, uh, May 27th. So uh, there you go. Those are our two betcasts. Uh, next week. Uh, looking forward to them for sure. Uh, great stuff. Uh, again, check out uh, patreon.com slash ice guys. And a reminder, the ice guys is live uh, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern Saturdays at noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon music, and more download the ice guys podcast. When you can't watch the show live for our special guest, Brendan Colgan, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday. Enjoy game one of the Eastern Conference Finals, and we will be back tomorrow on Friday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 